You're listening to Muscle Medicine, where we debunk the myths in the health and wellness world to bring you the latest updates in exercise, rehab, and nutrition from industry leaders. Join your host, Dr. Emily Kybert, chiropractor and movement expert, as she brings you simple, actionable tips to reach your fullest potential. Hey there, Dr. Emily Kybird here with Muscle Medicine Podcast. Just a warning, if you hear a small four-year-old screaming in the background, that is him in the shower and during his nightly shower routine because during these times, during COVID-19, I am recording these from home, from his bedroom. Welcome, welcome. This episode is for all my ladies with Hashimoto's all 20 million million of you in the United States. And this podcast is going to be all about how do you work out from home if you don't have equipment, right? Because many of us should be worrying about Corona 15, not freshman 15, those 15 pounds we gained during the first year of college, but Corona 15, these 15 pounds that happen during these times, right? And these times are very similar to like the time period between Thanksgiving to Christmas, where we sit on the couch, we stuff food in our mouth, we become very good at grazing. You kind of just walk by the kitchen slowly, pop something in your mouth, and then keep on walking. And so this is a time where we can gain weight, especially if we are not walking, if we are staying home, we're not getting any vitamin D and sunshine on our face. And we need to really focus on our health and the health of our muscles, right? Why is muscle so important? It is a place where glucose can dump, right? So if we are hitting the carbs hard, during these times of grazing and couch surfing and sitting, we will probably be eating more carbs, right? And we need to have a place to dump that glucose. Muscle is the perfect place. Muscle is also important because it is the organ of longevity. It is what protects us from aging. So whether you are sitting on the couch or maybe you're one of the people who are like, girl, I'm going to get outside and I'm going to get after it and I'm going to start Running. I am going to be a runner with never having any running history, experience, just putting one foot in front of the other. And as you know, with Hashimoto's, joint pain, muscle aches go hand in hand with having Hashimoto's. And typically running is not my first choice, my first modality of exercise, because it can be hard on the joints. So As we focus on not getting Corona 15 and trying to maintain our muscle, the two best ways to maintain our muscle is one, eat optimal protein, which would be 30 grams per meal minimum, and to strength train, right? And I'm not talking donkey kicks, booty bands, pink hand weights with bicep curls. I'm talking about picking up a weight with amazing form, moving that weight from the ground, putting it down and doing it again. And for those of you that are like, strength training scares me. Just remember the experts do the basics consistently. There's nothing sexy, magical, 
new innovative move that's going to help you maintain your muscle and help you beat the Corona 15, just functional strength training, right? So I have my own little essential seven moves I like to do, right? And this was built off of the New York Times seven minute workout, which just so you know, is technically not seven minutes because you're supposed to do it three times around. It's a 21 minute workout. But in the New York Times workout, there are tricep dips and crunches, like movements that are not functional, right? So I, from the New York Times, pulled and was like, what are those essential movements? What does someone have to do to be a human being on this earth, right? Especially as a woman with Hashimoto's who already is predisposed to less muscle mass, less meat on the bone. So not only with Hashimoto's are we, it's just harder to maintain our muscle, but now we are stuck inside or we're not even just moving our body as much and we are already starting to atrophy, having less muscle. So the essential seven are a hinge, like a deadlift, a squat, a push move, a pull move, a lunge, a carry, like you're carrying your groceries at a Costco or Walmart, and some sort of anti-rotate. Those are the essential seven functional moves that we should be doing at least three times a week under load. So I was listening to BioLane. Go check him out on Instagram, BioLane, L-A-Y-N-E. And he was talking about this study about volume, right? And so the way to create strength gains and muscle hypertrophy specifically, as looked under a muscle cross-section under a microscope, was volume, right? So how we maintain our muscle mass and strength is through volume. And volume is the weight times the number of reps times the sets. And he was talking about this study done on untrained men over a 10-week period about how many reps does someone need to do to create muscle hypertrophy. So, right? So if, and it was four reps, eight reps, or 12 reps. So for example, like in the four rep group, they did seven sets. In the 12 rep group, they did three sets. So it always came out to 36 total, right? And they found that the most strength gains happened between the four and eight rep group versus the 12 rep group. And to really get strength, you don't need to do 100 donkey kicks, right? You could, but especially with Hashimoto's and the joint pain and the muscle pain, it's really better, in my opinion, to do less reps under load, right? Under a load that's going to challenge you, right? And it's different for different moves. So for example, like in a deadlift by the fifth rep, I want you to feel like you have to grunt and you're almost going to fail at that rep. Fail, we call it failing gracefully, right? Because you don't want to lose your form. But that is an example of low reps, right? So I think a lot of us are trained to think, okay, we're going to do three sets of 10. Or I've had some women come to me talk about, why is there only five reps? I'm used to doing like 30 reps. Well, you weren't picking up a heavy enough weight, right? It shouldn't feel like a walk in the park. As my friend Mark Fisher says, weight training, strength training should not feel like little butterfly kisses on your cheek, right? It is meant to challenge you to build resiliency, to 
fatigue you not to the point of burnout and feeling like you can't get out of bed for three days, which is often what happens if we overdo it with Hashimoto's. But we start to push our capacity and our resiliency physically, and that has great carryover to the rest of life, especially mentally. So this whole podcast I wanted to talk about, (laughs) that was a little diversion, talking about how can we work out from home if we don't have weights, right? Because oftentimes we will let ourselves off the hook. Well, I'm gaining weight, but I don't have weights at home. I don't have equipment. I don't have access to a gym. So I really can't, you know, what am I supposed to do? And I encourage you to flip the switch and get creative. I call it getting MacGyver, right? So some of the ways you could start to string train at home would be sacks of flour. Throw those in a tote bag, right? You can literally make a 25 pound tote bag and then deadlift that or do a heavy carry like you're carrying groceries with that. Hopefully it's gluten-free flour in my book. A second way you could create weight is get a backpack or a duffel bag and fill it with books. Then you take those two handles and you deadlift, right? That backpack. So while it's easier to tell ourselves, I don't have the weight, I'm not going to do it. I'll just wait till the gym's open again. I'll just stick with trying to run, even though it destroys my joints and makes my knees hurt. There's ways to start to create weight around the house. My nine-month-old is 22 pounds. I strap her to my chest in the ergo baby, the baby Bjorn, whatever it's called, and I do squats. And I do that every hour. So it doesn't have to look, you know, sometimes we get so connected and so in our head about what perfection looks like. Okay, if I have the right weights and from the start uh, and I have the right program, I'll get results, right? And it has to look perfect. Otherwise, we won't get the results we would desire. And I encourage you, again, to start to shift that mindset of it doesn't have to look perfect to get results. The experts do the basics consistently, right? So it doesn't have to look perfect to get results. It has to have consistency to get results. So I would rather have you do three workouts a week. The form is not perfect, but it's close, It's getting there, right? Or we use the weight to clean our own form in strength training up versus one day a week of a perfect workout. So consistency. So filling tote bags up with flour, filling a backpack or a duffel bag up with books. I like to do lunges or split squats unweighted at first, especially for women with Hashimoto's because knee pain can be so significant, right? With Hashimoto's, we have slower tendon turnover. What does that mean? Tendons, which is where the muscle inserts onto the bone, and really all the tissue in the body, is regenerating and replenishing. And so when we have Hashimoto's, that rate at which we replenish is slower. It takes more time to have tissue turnover, especially in the tendons. How does that affect our movements? In lunges... It feels terrible on the back leg to actually be in a split stance, which challenges our balance, first of all. And oftentimes people with uh, Hashimoto's will report like not having, feeling grounded, not feeling their feet. And they'll do 
a split squat or a lunge where they tap their back knee to the floor and it will feel terrible. And there's always workarounds for that, right? So you could start from the floor, one foot forward, one knee on the floor, knees at 90. And from the ground up, you stand up from that half kneel. So from the ground up is one way to start to progress into split squats. I like to do them body weight first before I add weight. And then you can start from the top down. Same thing with any push move, right? If you're like, well, I don't have any weight to push overhead. Girl, you got the ground. You have push-ups. Oh, well, I can't do a push-up. Well, most women, especially even after they have a baby, can't do a push-up, myself included. But that's why we work on it. We do the basics consistently. So there's great workarounds for a push-up. Start by just holding a plank, right? Maybe it's on the forearms. Maybe it's on the hands, squeezing the butt, reaching out through the heels, a long line from your ears, shoulders to hips. You slow lower down, all the way down to your belly. Let the belly touch the floor. And then push back onto your knees. And then pop your knees off the floor back into a plank, right? So slow lower down is one way to challenge your capacity, especially if you can't do a push-up, right? The hardest part is pushing that full plank away from the floor, from the bottom of the push-up up to a plank. And maybe you try one the first day, two the next day, three the next, right? The experts do the basics consistently. So those are three tips, right? Tote bags. It doesn't even matter. Just a bag filled with flour. Backpack filled with books. Get some of those like big thick books that you never read. Throw them in there. (laughs) Make them useful. If you have a small child, use them. I have a four-year-old. I put him in like one of his kids' stools and I deadlift him while he's sitting in the stool and he laughs and oh my God, he loves it, right? And it's such a great way. He's like 35 pounds. It's funny that my nine-month-old is 22 pounds and my four-year-old is like only 33 pounds. She's a chunky monkey, my younger one, my nine-month-old. But my four-year-old sits in the chair and I deadlift him, right? It's a wider stance. It is not perfect, but it creates consistency because it's what's there, right? There's a great Arthur Ashe quote. I think about it every single day. Start where you are, use what you have, do what you can, right? We are all starting on different places and different places in our workout journey. And sometimes we get injured. I was just talking to a friend who had pneumonia, probably had COVID-19 in February. She was doing snatches with a 12, 100 snatches, probably multiple times a week. And now she's back to just swinging an eight kilo and she was snatching which is a much more advanced move, a 12 kilo, right? She had pneumonia. So her lung capacity is not where it was pre-February. So she's trying to build it back up, right? So start where you are, use what you have, which is all about what this podcast is about, and do what you can, right? So the whole goal of working out is to feel better in our body, is to maintain our muscle mass, is to make ourselves resilient so that it makes us better at life. So that when our kid runs up to us or our grandkid and we want to hug them and lift them up and maybe even we throw them in the air, we can do it without that fear of injuring ourselves. One day when we travel again, which I don't know about you, but I am just kind of sitting, staring at the sky, kind of dreaming, wow, there's all these places I wanted to go to that I haven't gone yet. I'm going to put them on my little bucket list for when things open up again. 
that you could pick up your suitcase and put it in the overhead, right? Without having to ask to like kind of look around shyly and be like, okay, who's going to help me put it up? Or feeling like I have to ask someone. And with even out a second thought, you do it without fearing injuring yourself because you are so strong. So if any of this sounds like, yeah, 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 I want that to be me. I have a program, Thyroid Strong. There are about 110 women in it right now. They are all, all amazing. I'm going to share with you what one woman said this past week. She just started week one. I don't mean to toot my own horn, but I just completed week one. Okay, this is six weeks. She's already in week one. I love her enthusiasm. I don't mean to toot my own horn, but I just completed week one. I loved it. I have always wanted to do strength training, but had no idea where or how to start. Ladies, keep up the good work, and we are no longer alone. Hashtag toot toot. (laughs) Toot toot. Oh my God. It just like killed me. I love it so much. Love it, love it, love it. So that was from one woman that just joined Thyroid Strong this week. The community is amazing. Everyone is super supportive. And I'm going to share something that I've only told them and really no one else. I have never really valued community. I've always kind of been a lone wolf, um, starting the clinic, you know, always kind of feeling out who I wanted to bring on my team. But this idea of community always made me cringe. I'm quite an introvert and... I've never been like a super like rah-rah cheerleader. I really enjoy my one-on-one sessions with my patients. And the women in Thyroid Strong are so supportive. I don't know if you ever go into Facebook groups that are thyroid specific. There is a lot of woe is me, a lot of what do you think about this medication? What should I ask my doctor? And a lot of negative Nancy, Debbie Downer. But this Thyroid Strong group, these women are like, woo, woo, girl, you got this. Way to go. And like the community is just insane. And it is the first time in my 39 years on this planet that I'm thinking, damn, this is the power of community. This is what everyone's been talking about that I've been shying away from, that I've been kind of cringing at. And it just fills my heart up so full. And it makes me so grateful to have women supporting one another who are all going through the same struggle of weight gain and difficulty with fatigue and are all on the journey together. And they're in different steps in their journey. Some of them have kids, some of them have teenagers, some of them are turning 60 and never thought they could pick up a weight and are doing things like kettlebell swings that they never thought they could do. So if you want in, I hope to see you on the inside. Uh, You can go to dremilykybird.com forward slash yes. Originally, I closed the program back in March, but because of these crazy COVID-19 times, for the fear of women across the country getting COVID-15 and losing all their muscle mass, I opened the program back up because I wanted women to have access to... What is good form to taking care of themselves, to learning how to get strong and be strong, right? Because self-care can often get romanticized like, oh, self-care is my massage and my mani and pedi. No, self-care is picking up something heavy with amazing form, challenging yourself, putting it down and doing it again. So I invite you to Thyroid Strong. 
dremilykybird.com forward slash yes. I hope to see you on the inside. For all my ladies with Hashimoto's, there is a better way. You do not have to run. You do not have to do six days of HIIT class or CrossFit a week. And there's a community out there that will support you. All right. I hope to see you on the inside. See you guys next week. That's a wrap. I have two truths that I fully believe in. First, to be 1% better every single day. And second, all feedback is good feedback because it helps us grow. Why do I say this? If you're enjoying these conversations and you find this is adding value, send us some love by subscribing to Muscle Medicine Podcast on iTunes. And if you want to share your voice with the world and scream it from the rooftops and tell your friends, or you can just give us a little feedback so we can grow by rating and reviewing Muscle Medicine on iTunes. Thank you guys. So much gratitude. Dr. Emily Kybert here.